Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Well, friends, we come now to the last chapter of Judges, and it is the conclusion of the little story we started um, two episodes ago concerning the war with um, the tribe of Benjamin between Benjamin and the other Israelite tribes. And just to recap, uh, there was a Levite man who was not of the tribe of Benjamin who went to the city of Gibeah um, with his servant and his concubine, and his concubine was raped to death by the Benjamite men in the city of Gibeah. And so this, um, this man was, of course, terribly distraught, and he dismembered the body of his concubine sent sent her in pieces, one piece to each of the tribes of Israel. And all the tribes of Israel turned out for war and utterly destroyed the tribe of Benjamin over this horrible episode of the rape and murder of the concubine. And so among all the Benjamite men, only 600 men were left. And so it was a real possibility that um, uh, one of the 12 tribes of Israel would cease to exist. Now, this chapter picks up with that as the backdrop. We've got the the um, the tribes have destroyed the Benjamites down to 600 men. And so they're trying to figure out how can we perpetuate this tribe. And so in the chapter we read today, they take an oath saying that they're not going to let any of their daughters marry the Benjamites. And then they think about this and they come up with a workaround plan to sustain the tribe. I think it's kind of interesting. So Judges chapter 21. The men of Israel had taken an oath at Mizpah. Not one of us will give his daughter in marriage to a Benjamite. The people went to Bethel, where they sat before God until evening, raising their voices and weeping bitterly. Lord God of Israel, they cried, why has this happened in Israel? Why should one tribe be missing from Israel today? Early the next day, the people built an altar and presented burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Israelites asked, Who from all the tribes of Israel has failed to assemble before the Lord? For they had taken a solemn oath that anyone who failed to assemble before the Lord at Mizpah was to be put to death. Now the Israelites grieved for the tribe of Benjamin, their fellow Israelites. Today, one tribe is cut off from Israel, they said. How can we provide wives for those who are left, since we've taken an oath by the Lord not to give them any of our daughters in marriage. Then they asked, Which one of the tribes of Israel failed to assemble before the Lord at Mizpah? And they discovered that no one from Jabesh-Gilead had come out to the camp of the assembly. For when they counted the people, they found that none of the people of Jabesh-Gilead were there. So the assembly sent 12,000 fighting men with instructions to go to Jabesh-Gilead and to put the sword to those living there, including the women and children. This is what you are to do, they said. Kill every male and every woman who is not a virgin. They found among the people living in Jabesh-Gilead 400 young women who had never slept with a man, and they took them to the camp at Shiloh in Canaan. Then the whole assembly sent an offer of peace to the Benjamites at the Rock of Ramon. So the Benjamites returned at that time and were given the women of Jabesh-Gilead who had been spared, but there were not enough for all of them. 
the people grieved for Benjamin because the Lord had made a gap in the tribes of Israel. And the elders of the assembly said, With the women of Benjamin destroyed, how shall we provide wives for the men who are left? The Benjamite survivors must have heirs, they said, so that a tribe of Israel will not be wiped out. We can't give them our daughters as wives, since we Israelites have taken this oath. Cursed be anyone who gives a wife to a Benjamite. But look, there is the annual festival of the Lord in Shiloh, which lies north of Bethel, east of the road that goes from Bethel to Shechem, and south of Libona. So they instructed the Benjamites, saying, Go and hide in the vineyards, and watch. When the young women of Shiloh come out to join in the dancing, rush from the vineyards, and each of you seize one of them to be your wife. Then return to the land of Benjamin. When their fathers or brothers complain to us, we will say to them, Do us the favor of helping them, because we did not get wives for them during the war. You will not be guilty of breaking your oath, because you did not give your daughters to them. So that is what the Benjamites did. While the young women were dancing, each man caught one and carried her off to be his wife. Then they returned to their inheritance and rebuilt the towns and settled in them. At that time, the Israelites left that place and went home to their tribes and clans, each to his own inheritance. And then the last line of the book of Judges, In those days Israel had no king. Everyone did as they saw fit. Now, this is an interesting chapter and an interesting conclusion to the book of Judges. And so Israel had destroyed the Benjamites, and there was only, as I said, 600 men remaining. And so in verse 1, the men of Israel had taken an oath, saying, Not one of us will give his daughter in marriage to a Benjamite. And so these men were going to be stuck with um, uh, no way to have offspring, and then therefore the Benjamites would have, the tribe of Benjamin would have ceased to exist in one generation. But they came up with a a plan. They said, how can we provide wives uh, for the ones that are left? And so they came up with this idea. Verse 16 and following, it's kind of long, but let me read it again. And the elders of the assembly said, with the women of Benjamin destroyed, how shall we provide wives for the men that are left? The Benjamite survivors must have heirs, they said, so that a tribe of Israel will not be wiped out. We can't give them our daughters as wives, since we Israelites have taken this oath. Cursed be anyone who gives a wife to a Benjamite. But look, there's the annual festival of the Lord in Shiloh, which lies north of Bethel, east of the road that goes from Bethel to Shechem, and south to Lebanon. So they instructed the Benjamites, saying, to catch this, Go and hide in the vineyards and watch. When the young women of Shiloh come out to join in with the dancing, rush from the vineyards, and each of you seize one of them to be your wife. And so it goes on to say that when the fathers and brothers complain, that that we'll talk to them and say, you know, you're not guilty of breaking your oath. Uh, It's okay. Now, this plan seems very, very strange to our, our modern hearing. The fathers of these young women were going to allow the Benjamites to essentially kidnap them and marry them. Now, they'd already decided that the Benjamites or the tribe of Benjamin were a reprobate group. They almost had destroyed all of them. But these men were left, and they said, well, they got to have wives. We'll make this provision. And so the provision was for what has become known as a friendly kidnapping. 
And so the fathers and the brothers would essentially turn their backs and let these men come and take a young woman and carry her away like a caveman, it seems like, and, um, and marry the young woman. And so whenever the young women were dancing at this festival, uh, Benjamites would be hiding in the woods and uh, they would rush out and, and grab one and carry them off and they'd be their wives. And so that was the plan. And then the capstone of all of this, verse 25, in those days, Israel had no king. So everybody did as they saw fit. They just made this up and everybody went along with it. It's a very strange scenario. Now, this custom of a man grabbing his wife and the the father turning his back and, and so forth, this became part of the support for a bridal custom that is still practiced in some Jewish circles today. And so at a a certain point in a Jewish wedding, uh, the father of the bride will present the bride, and then the father of the bride will essentially turn his back. He literally, physically will turn his back on his own daughter, and the groom, the prospective husband, will take the daughter to be his wife. And so some of the support for that practice comes from this habit of the, the Benjamites carrying off the young women and the fathers and the brothers allowing them to get away with it. So this is still um, still a bridal custom practiced in some Jewish circles to this day. They don't, they don't run out of the woods and grab a woman and marry her, but they do um, uh, have the father turn his back and essentially ignore the fact that his daughter is being taken away to wed this man, this, as I said, a friendly kidnapping. But let me just talk briefly about the last line of the book of Judges. We've been through uh, this entire history of the judges, and over and over again, the Lord would raise up a leader, the people of Israel would be defended by the leader, they would uh, be godly during the lifetime of the leader, the leader would die, the people would backslide, they would go into idolatry and apostasy, Uh, the judgment of the Lord would be on the land, they would become subject to another group. Uh, The people would cry out in prayer to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. And once again, the Lord would raise up a judge, a deliverer, and the deliverer would take them out from under the the captivity or the subjugation of whatever group had had beaten them and defeated them, caused them to live um, uh, beneath their rule. And so the last line of the book of Judges, in those days, Israel had no king. Let me just stop with that. And so this is written after the point in time, obviously, when Israel did have a king, because it refers to those days, the book of Judges. Now, there are different possibilities about the author for the book of Judges, but one of the names that's mentioned frequently is Samuel, because Samuel instituted the monarchy with um, installing King Saul and later King David into Israel. And so referring back to the days when Israel had no king, Over and over again, this refrain appears. Everyone did as they saw fit. In other words, the king was not keeping them loyal to the law of Moses and so forth. The rulers were temporary. They would come and they would go. They'd fall into disfavor. The plan of heaven, friends, was that Israel would be a theocracy, that God himself would rule and reign. The problem was not with God. The problem was with mankind. And so in our generation, many people have ideas about socialism, and um, some group of people will administer the socialism. Socialism, or even communism, 
are not bad systems if God is in charge of the system. But if man is in charge of the system, sadly, uh, the perversity of man, the control issues, the old adage, authority corrupts and absolute authority corrupts absolutely, comes into play. But under a theocracy, the people could have shared and shared alike. And one day, friends, there will be a kingdom under the king, Jesus. And that kingdom will be a a kingdom where everyone watches out for one another. And our highest identity is um, the fact that we are sons of God and that we are heirs of the king and co-laborers in the kingdom. So, Lord, we thank you for the book of Judges. We thank you for the lessons of Judges that over and over again you responded and raised up deliverers, and then sadly the people would become apostate and backslide into idolatry and come under judgment, and then cry out for mercy and the cycle would go again. You'd raise up a deliverer. Lord, um, we recognize that we humans are, are very frail. We're subject to many shortcomings. But Lord, you're perfect in all of your ways. We long for the days when the King of Israel and the King of the whole earth will be Jesus Christ. We ask you, Lord, that the King and the kingdom would come. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.